Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today within the Librocube is Movie Monday. Movie from the Latin for movie, and Monday, from the Latin for Monday. Today's sponsor is Joan of Arc Ham Radio Depot. Once again, today's sponsor is Joan of Arc Ham Radio Depot. Alright, uh, let's see, today I have brought back to the Libro Cube Lucky Seven. Seven movies, not too shabby. Uh, good because we uh, seem to sort of average around the six. However, uh, the last weekend I had a long weekend, so that's one whole extra day to um, enjoy some movies. Sit back, relax and let your mind experience the, the world of film. This is what I did. I used my day off to even do a movie marathon, which, uh, how about we do this? We'll save it for this afternoon, the movie marathon, because that's like a, like a tease. Yeah, a sexy tease? No, not so much a sexy tease, but just a, a sort of regular tease, like, ooh, come back. Uh, listen listen to this afternoon's part and stuff. Really haven't thought that through, obviously, um, but let's just jump right in then with movie the first. Uh, the first two movies, I should say. You know what? Now that I think of it, I did kind of two little movie marathons. The first being James Bond movies. So uh, the first one I watched was Quantum of Solace. The, uh, the truth is, I could not remember if I had seen it or not. I have um, all of the James Bond movies on DVD up till I think up till Daniel Craig. Because there was was there not a little uh, a little bit of a break between Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig? Yeah, I think there was. Uh, just a huge James Bond fan. Uh, I've read the first book, Casino Royale, and plan to probably read more. Uh, I think I might have done that on a... Did I do that on a book about Wednesday? Can't remember. Oh, shit! You know what? Uh, before I say anything, uh, one, I should say, is that there will be spoilers, so look out for those. Uh, and two, something kind of cool, is that this is episode number 50. Five zero, so uh, cooking along pretty good. Oh, you know what I wanted to do in this episode number five zero is to say uh, I need an idea for episode one hundred, which obviously is going to be um, in a little while, <laughs> a bit of a wait. But uh, send if you like, send me in your ideas for episode one hundred to the email address provided in the closing credits. Uh, I may even uh, contemplate doing something 
like the Scrooged episode, something similar to that. Um, I don't know yet. I, I really haven't uh, thought too much about it, but I knew I wanted to do something special just because whenever I have listened to hundreds episodes of podcasts, uh, actually, no, they won't always do something special. Sometimes they will. Sometimes they'll just say, well, this is episode 100. Hope you like it. And then do their episode. But no, no, I want to do something special. Okay, so we got that, those two things out of the way. Uh, Quantum of Solace. I, um, I'm gonna have to, you know what I'll do? I'll do this a little bit backwards and give my rating three out of five. That being because I enjoyed it while watching it, uh, was not sure if I had seen it before, and even after watching it, <laughs> I wasn't 100% positive if I've seen it before. So that, is kind of not the best, that is kind of not the best sign for a movie when um, you're not sure if you watched it, and even after uh, watching it, you weren't sure if you had watched it before. Probably not the best. <laughs> it uh, it kind of just doesn't blow me away. It's a good action movie. Uh, as I use my three ratings for, I had fun while watching it, but um, there's much, much, much better James Bond movies out there than this one, including the next one that I watched. I think last time, why did we do it? Oh, uh, you know what? I must have. Uh, I remember on the podcast at one point rating James Bonds. I can't remember why I did it, but uh, let's see if I can remember my order. Uh, first is easy, because it's Sean Connery. Then, for me, this is my, my rating scale, Sean Connery, then Roger Moore, then Pierce Brosnan, then George Lazenby, then Daniel Craig, then Timothy Dalton. That is my James Bonds in order of how much I like them. What's yours? I'll tell you what. Email me to the email address provided in the closing credits, and uh, maybe I'll bring some back and see what uh, other people have to say. What do you think of them apples? Genius. Gene? Yes. Not really. Uh, the story is kind of throwaway. There's a group of international bad guys who are causing a ruckus. They attempt to assassinate M, played by Miss Judy Dench. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> what to say about them. One cool thing I, I think of this this movie is that the, uh, the International Bad Guy Consortium was all... I think they said it at least a couple of times that, like, we're everywhere. You don't even know where we are. We could just pop up. Uh, we, we're in all branches of all governments. Blah, blah, blah. Which, you know, bad guys are going to say that, but with these guys, it seemed as if it was actually true. So uh, that was cool from a, you want your bad guys to be sort of all-encompassing standpoint. So I like that. Um, sort of unforgettable for a James Bond movie. You could have... I think easily put in any uh, sort of action movie star didn't even have to be James Bond to make this a James Bond movie. So that's kind of sad. Let's uh, leave it behind then for the most recent of James Bond movies, uh, a little film by the name of Skyfall that uh, just became available on DVD. 
this one was definitely much better. Um, especially when I consider that I heard not so much reviews, just so much as people saying that this one was really good. Uh, I heard even people saying this is one of the best James Bond movies ever, which um, usually when I hear that kind of stuff, my expectations get high and then I'm disappointed. Um, I will say that I don't think this is the best James Bond movie ever, but uh, you know what? I bet you it is the best Daniel Craig James Bond movie, so that's uh, that's good. I am not sure. I've seen all the James Bond movies, but I am not sure if a if the bad guy has been like in this movie. Spoiler alert: a former uh, agent. Uh, so th- that that's that's a that's a good idea for a bad guy. So I'm surprised that I don't think they've ever used that as a as a bad guy, a former agent. Huh. It uh, was sort of uh, how James Bond is M's sort of right hand man, favorite agent, dude, double O. In the past, apparently, it was this guy. Did I write down his name? I did not. Oh well, unimportant. So uh, this was sort of the uh, the number one agent for the British Secret Service, and he was captured, as happens to spies from time to time. So uh, one of his fillings in his teeth was a cyanide capsule, which, uh, if you know anything about spying, when you are captured, quite often your government or whoever you're working for will expect you to kill yourself because even the most hardy of spies uh, can fold under torture and give away secrets. So, there you go. Little uh, little spy factoid there for you. Uh, how true that is, I don't know. Cyanide capsules? Who knows? I've never seen them on the shelves in uh, Rexall, but who's to say they exist or not? Now, I thought it was just kind of a poison cyanide, a cyanide capsule. However, the way this guy described it and the sort of effects it had, like he did it and it obviously didn't kill him as if he was in this movie. Um, it sort of like had the effect of like melting his face and like the inside of his cheeks and uh, his teeth all fell out, which I don't know how accurate that is from like a scientific standpoint. So, uh, it was cool. Uh, they did it with CGI, because his face is pretty messed up. He put in, like, this special tooth plate cheek implant, and once it was in, he would kind of look like a normal person. Uh, however, when he took it out, like, the whole, uh, I think it was left, the whole left side of his face would kind of sag down, and uh, it looked like his eye was kind of popping out a bit. And his, like, cheeks were kind of melty looking. So that was a cool effect. This is kind of, uh, kind of interesting that I, I thought an idea they could have done, which they did not do, was when he took his teeth out like that, he kind of looked a little bit like um, Jaws from the, I think he was a Roger Moore bad guy, or was he Sean Connery? Anyways, the early James Bond movies, if you are familiar with, there was a bad guy named Jaws who had, like, metal teeth, and he kind of looked a little bit like this guy. So I I thought it would have been cool if they had made it so that this guy um, 
like turned into jaws. We put in metal metal choppers. Uh, it would have been a cool idea, but they did not. The story behind this one is basically just one of revenge in that this guy wants to get back at M for sort of abandoning him on this mission. So I like that. Uh, rather than a story of a guy trying to take over the world, it's just I want to kill this person who wronged me. I like it. It's a little different for a James Bond. Uh, okay, let's just say without giving a crazy amount away that it ended with a showdown. A really, really good showdown between this guy, um, a crap ton of his minions on uh, James Bond's former boyhood home. So that was cool. Very, very rarely, if ever, I think never, you get to hear about James Bond, his sort of pre-spy life. So they delved into that a little bit, which uh, which I liked. Uh, and then let's just leave it at there with they all lived happily ever after, kind of. All right? All right. Ooh, okay. Let's uh, let's get this one in. Getting kind of close to work. Uh, probably from the looks of it, we'll do three movies on the way to work and four on the way home. B E A, beautiful. Uh, this is a movie that I have been bugging the misses to watch for a long time because I feel that it is one of those movies that everyone. Uh, sort of on the face of the earth, should see. The movie is The Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. It has, uh, this is probably my third or fourth time watching it, although it's been a couple of years, I think, since I've seen it. Oh, you know what? I did give Skyfall a rating. We'll go four out of five. Four out of five. Uh, Big Lebowski, um, that's... Big Lebowski, I want to give my rating out right off the bat, because, um... I feel like it, and I do what I want. It's my podcast, and I'll rate when I want to. Rate when I want to. Rate when I want to. You would rate, too, if you had a podcast. Uh, Easy, easy, five out of five. Definite some six out of five moments. Uh, As I say, I have probably uh, rotate 20, 20-ish movies in my top five, but this is definitely one in my top five. I know that doesn't make sense, but uh, my top five fluctuates from minute to minute, basically. Right now, Big Lebowski is in the top five of my favorite movies. Uh, It is about the dude, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole uh, brevity thing. Uh... How do you explain this movie? It's a, it's a strange movie, which probably why it appeals to me so much. Uh, definitely beautiful. It's, an, it's one of those movies I talked about before where you could sort of just take, take screenshots of the movie and kind of hang them on your wall as art. It's just so, uh, so beautiful. Uh, beautifully shot set pieces. The story is of... Uh, Jeff Bridges, who plays the dude, whose name is Jeff Lebowski, um, who gets entangled with a sort of kidnapping, money laundering, um, (laughs) it's so weird, uh, kind of scheme. 
he can, basically he gets. I think you could kind of boil it down that this sort of pacifistic uh, guy who smokes a lot of weed gets involved in things that he could have avoided if he did not get a little greedy. Uh, so there's a there's a little moral, I guess, for you if he had to just settle for one thing rather than try to go for go for the gold. All right, I'm at work. <laughs> I didn't have enough time for the Big Lebowski. I didn't give it what it really deserved, which is an entire podcast to itself. However, we're done. I will go into work, do eight hours of work, and uh, meet you back here for four more movies. Love you, Darius. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back! We are back! We are back! 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 We are back! Back in action! Hello again! Oh, eight hours of work. On a Monday, no less. I am Dog Tired Boss. That is a movie reference. Today is Movie Monday. So, that's good. Good things that is good. Do you feel like a nut? No. Do you feel like on a Monday you are dumber? That just kind of in general your sort of first day back to work um, from the weekend you are stupider than you normally are? Because I, I quite often feel like that. And I wonder if it. uh comes across in the podcast that Movie Mondays, I am a dumb person. Huh. Curious. 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 We did the three movies on the drive-in. I am going to attempt four on the drive home. I don't think it will be crazy difficult. Let's uh, hop back into the next movie, which is called uh, Craigslist Joe. Craigslist Joe. Uh, available on Canadian Netflix, and I think therefore most likely available on American and other countries' Netflixes. Net, Netflix eyes? Net, Netflixies? Uh, it is about. Well, uh, let's just uh, throw out first off that it's a documentary. I think I've mentioned in the past that uh, Netflix gives you the ability to rate movies. Not even movies necessarily that you have watched, that you have watched specifically on Netflix. Just like every movie they have available, you can rate it, and then it develops what they call a taste profile. Um, so they will put movies sort of in order of what they believe, based on your ratings, uh, you will like. So uh, I like that thought, and so far they've been pretty uh, pretty accurate. They've never said I would like the movie, and I have ended up not liking it. So their uh, their formula that they've used is pretty accurate, I think. Uh, and that is the case with this movie. They said I would give it uh, four and a half stars. I don't do half-star ratings, though. Uh, have I ever done? No, I don't think I ever have. I try not to, and because I make the very, very minimum effort not to do half uh, star ratings. I have not done any uh, that I recall. I'm pretty sure. 
0.6%, sure, never did a half star. Because if you're going to do a half star rating, why not just do uh, a 10 scale? Craigslist Joe is a documentary about a guy who decides to use the website Craigslist. Um, if you are not familiar with the, the website Craigslist, this movie would make no sense to you. If you are not familiar with websites, you are probably not listening to a podcast. Hmm, how about that? Craigslist is a site in the States, primarily. We do have it here in Canada, although it's not used uh, to even a small degree what it is in the States. Um, we have something in Canada called Kijiji, which uh, is very similar. It's where you can post uh, classified ads, I think is a good way to boil it down. Things from, let's say, uh, things, items for sale, rooms for rent, um, classified uh, jobs, to uh, personals as well, which uh, I always hear, ooh, fire, someone's having a fire today, um, I always hear that uh, it gets, and have seen examples of, actually, of really, like, some kind of creasy, uh, creasy, <laughs> I don't know what that means, real creepy examples of Craigslist personal ads, because there's, there's people out there looking for any uh, kind of sexual proclivity that you can imagine, so, and if your imagination is at all strong, <laughs> there are some weirdos out there, man. Not that there's anything wrong with that? Question mark? Is there? Eh, whatever floats your boat. Different strokes for different folks, whatever floats your boat, um, etc. Anyways, uh, this guy decides to use this site in order to see if he can live for... Uh, I can't remember if it was a month or six weeks. I believe it was six weeks off the charity of others. Okay, so he was not going to have a job for during this time. He was not going to bring with him any money, any credit cards, debit cards, whatever. He was going to have no association with any people in his regular everyday life. He was just going to use this website, Craigslist, to fend for himself. Okay, and... Uh, let's just spoil the entire movie by saying he was successful. Um, to me, the sort of real good takeaway from this movie was the underlying heartwarmness that people out there are uh, sort of at a very basic level good. Okay? Shit, bad shit happens in life. There are bad people out there who want to do you wrong. However... Most people, for the most part, are good. Sort of at their base level, okay? So, this movie sort of takes steps uh, in order to prove that, and I think quite successfully, quite successfully does so. So, highly, highly recommend you watch it, just to uh, give yourself that sort of heartwarming feeling um, with humanity. When you, when you say, see um, uh, 9-11 or uh, the horrible uh, school shootings, 
uh, and think what has become of humanity, we should all be wiped off the face of the planet. Well, it's not all that. There are good things as well. Okay, that's uh, Jordan's heartwarming moment, sponsored by, uh, let's go, let's just say sponsored by, uh, we'll go Cinnamon Hearts. All right, heartwarming, Cinnamon Hearts. Cinnamon Hearts are kind of spicy, warm your mouth. Uh, it's all coming together, all interconnected. Okay, so in the morning, I mentioned that I did a movie marathon. I had... Okay, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag, uh, as I do sometimes. Today is actually Tuesday. I had Monday off. I, uh, throughout the year, have a total of uh, 15 vacation days available to me, and I sort of take one here, one there, one here, one there. Uh, sort of, on average, one a month, with a couple uh, couple extra ones thrown in there. So, occasionally, like today, I will say it is Movie Monday, when in fact it is actually Tuesday. But, I also like to clarify that by saying that the color of my car is TARDIS blue, and I can do what I want with the wibbly-wobbly tiny space bits. As I please, because this is my podcast, and I'll mess with time if I want to. Uh, is that two references like that in one podcast? That's weird if it is. Uh, okay, uh, the movie marathon I did for myself yesterday on my nice Monday day off was Batman. The Dark Knight Trilogy. This is a fairly, uh, I think, safe to say, nerdy podcast. I have spoken Batman many, many times on um, just any subject. Somehow Batman will pop in. Probably Batman is my favorite of all comic book heroes. I don't want to say superheroes, as you are no doubt aware. His superpower is being rich and being sad. Hmm. Grumpy. Yeah, no, let's say grumpy. So the superpower of grumpy richness. You know what we did this morning was rated our James Bonds. So let's, uh, why do I think I may have done this? Anyways, we'll uh, rate our Batmans. Huh. My number one Oh, yeah, you know what? Now I know we have done this. But I'll do it again in case you missed it that time. My favorite Batman is the voice actor who I feel bad when I did it last time. <laughs> Still feel bad. Should have looked it up. Jordan, mental note. Look up the name of the voice actor uh, who does basically all Batmans from the animated series to the video games to the Batman to Batman Beyond. He's always in there. He's got the sort of, to me, the definitive Batman voice. Uh, love him. He's number one. Number two, I did not have a number two. I seem to recall last time I did this, whether it was... Um, oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, names. Why must you torture me, names? Okay, so for number two, I will go 
Uh, I think last time I did this, I did not have a number two. I just kind of said my number one. But uh, after watching these movies, I am going to go. My number two is Michael Keaton. All right? Followed by... Oh, God. Uh, uh, let me just uh, say that watching three movies starring Batman, played by uh, the same actor, all three movies, I should probably be uh, easily to pluck from my brain the name of the person who played him. Should I not? That That's kind of logic. It's a logical conclusion you can make. Um, now, if you take that information, and if you have listened to all other 50 podcasts that I've done, where I have fumbled with names and have been unable to remember them on more occasions than I could count, maybe that would sway your thought a little bit. <laughs> I can't remember... Christopher, Christopher Nolan is the creator. Heath Ledger was Joker. Um, fuck. No, I'm not going to get it. I, uh... I am... Uh, l- let me admit this as well. That I am editing out parts of this where I am just sitting here trying to think of what his name is. Oh, fuck. He, gee. Okay, I, I give up. I give up. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's either I sit here and think about the, the actor who plays Batman in these three movies that I watched yesterday for a total of six hours and change and can't remember his name, uh, or I talk about the movies themselves. So he is, needless to say, my number three Batman. Uh, the fact that I cannot remember his name is uh, maybe not that surprising then, is it not? Uh, Jokers will go Mark Hamill followed by Jack Nicholson, followed by Heath Ledger. The only reason I do uh, Heath Ledger third is because I didn't like in the movies that he was not the one who killed Batman's parents. That, to me, why would you do that? That was an amazing part of the Batman mythos. Uh, So he gets put in third. His acting is definitely uh, very, very good, needless to say. He is... Oh, oh, you know what I thought I wanted to say about this? Very rarely do I think about what I'm going to say on this podcast, uh, as is blatantly obvious today. Uh, however, something I wanted to say about Heath Ledger's Joker is that if I had to pick uh, a Joker to, uh, let's say, be most fearful if he existed in the real world, it would be his. So, that's uh, a little kudos, despite putting him in third place. Uh, The reason I kind of do that is because, to me, the Joker has to uh, sort of be, number one, sort of humorous, and then number two, crazy killer. Whereas he kind of does crazy killer, and then humorous sort of as an afterthought, I think, anyway. Okay, so, uh, let's run down the movies then. Batman Begins is a good beginning movie. It, uh, did things with the Batman mythos, his, uh, origin story that I enjoyed. Um, 
while watching. However, like sort of to go with the original origin stories as opposed to this one. Uh, your bad guy in the first one is... I guess you could say the main bad guy is uh, Rachel Ghoul, who is um, from the animated series. He, he was a good one. He sort of like uh, c- kind of reminds me of um, Lex Luthor. I, I, another thing I don't like kind of about this uh, Batman series, the Dark Knight trilogy, is that they'll take out things from the comic books and the... Well, I assume the comic books. I'm not as familiar with those as I am with, like, the animated series and things like that. They'll take out how, like, Rachel Gould was immortal um, and sort of the mystical stuff behind that. Or with, uh, 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 in the last movie, for example, Bane. In the comic books, uh, I think, I should specify, and definitely in the animated series, um, his he didn't have a mask. Well, he had sort of a luchador mask. He had the ability to basically grow in size, which I understand doing in a live-action movie would have been difficult. But uh, look at the Hulk, for example. He and the Avengers was pretty awesome-looking and uh, fit pretty seamlessly in that, so... I think uh, they could have done something like that with Bane, because he had uh, the ability to kind of, uh, I guess you would say, push a button, and then his muscles would grow and grow and grow, and he'd get friggin' huge and scary. Uh, And here, they totally took that out, and instead he's kind of the the opposite in that his mask, he's breathing in painkillers because he's always in pain. What a fucking pussy, right? From being able to grow giant muscles to being in constant pain. I need my painkillers. Stupid. So I wish they hadn't have done that. Uh, Scarecrow, he's kind of the same. It's funny. Uh, something else I wanted to point out is that Scarecrow is the only bad guy who appeared in all three movies. So um, good on him for being, you know, around and kicking. Okay, folks, uh, I'm, I'm at home. I'll have to, I guess, edit out a lot of my thinking of the name of the actor who played Batman, which I still can't. No. You'd think, maybe, after talking about the, the movies there, that it would have popped into my brain. It did not. Names? Names and numbers. My brain does not like. So, if your name was a number, if your name is seven, for example, totally forgettable. Totally forgettable. Wasn't that actually... Um, Blossom's friend's name. <laughs> oh, good pull. Good name number pull there, if I'm right, that is. Folks, uh, oh yeah, shit, rating. Uh, Craigslist Joe, 5 out of 5. Batman will do the trilogy as a whole, 4 to 5. Still, despite not liking it as much, still awesome and will watch again. I use my threes for like watching at the time, but probably wouldn't watch again. But these movies, I have a feeling I would wa- I will watch again in the distant future. Folks, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Whoa. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Libro Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com.
And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper.